Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of It Was All a Stream. I am Chris here with my co-host and cousin, Neil. What's going on, man? Welcome back. Nothing, dude. Nothing. You know, saw the end of Kenobi. This day has seen the end of the rebellion. It will soon see the end of Kenobi. And now I'm ready. I'm ready to discuss. We've we've got, you know, uh, what I consider to be a lesser show on the docket as well. But I'm curious your opinions. Let's talk. Well, let's go into before we get to Kenobi. Let's briefly touch on uh, Miss Marvel, which episode three came out. I know that you weren't. You felt like you aged out of the demo for for this show um so give me give me your thoughts so i I thought episode three uh tried to age us back in a little bit we had the kind of older relatives coming in we're finding out a little bit more about where these powers come from the bangle uh we get a little bit more information on the here was the the most interesting part of the whole episode for me because i think it's the only part that plays into the phase four of it all. And that was the kind of interdimensional aspect. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I, so I think I'm interested on how exactly that works. I don't Mm -hmm. know how well they explained it without like getting too into the weeds on it. Right which yeah. I understand why they don't want to go too, too far, really confuse people. They kind of just There's a it, difference the between thing. a different dimension and a different universe. Correct. To my understanding. So like in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, we were getting different universes. Right. But in the MCU, we've already seen different dimensions, which is it a dimension or is it a different planet? Well, in this show, I don't know. Because what they do is they reference reference the scientist from the Thor movies. Yes. Who's talking about interdimensional travel or something like that, where you're using the rainbow bridge to travel to um, Asgard from Earth. Right. But my understanding is that the Asgardians are really just in our universe they're in our universe and the dimension is really just a really far away planet agreed like that was my understanding of that so i feel like i don't want them to ruin so then is that what's happening my assumption right now is that's what's happening here as well i Um, I, i'm willing to go on that route but again like essentially they're talking this up to a problem like they need to correct that yep that's fine but yeah. how do you feel like you you put it, you were very bold. You said first episode, thought was the best intro episode to one of these shows. Mm-hmm. How do we feel episode three now? Are they I'm, keeping up with the I'm style? Still in, they... I'm still in on the show. Yeah. I'm enjoying myself. Um, like I said, I think that this show is very charming. Yes. And that the um, the main actor... Um, Iman Vellani, right? She is doing an incredible job. I think she's a star in the making. Um, she's I, doing a very good job. And the 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 friend is great too. 
Uh, and a good agreed. Drop too. You won't need a good well. sidekick. Yeah, yeah good sidekick. Um, you know, are these going to are these groundbreaking villains? No, not by any stretch. I mean, that's kind of the mo for Marvel, though, when it comes to um, when it comes to uh, like intro stories. You kind of get the focus just on the hero and them getting their powers and stuff like that. And you don't really get that iconic villain to go along with them. Um, So, yeah, I think like the villain side of things probably leave a little bit more to be desired. Um, But it's all cool stuff. And like you said, I am interested in how this all connects to the larger um, MCU and what the implications are. I think for the most part, obviously you have the connections because we know we're in that world because yes. um, she is such a big fan of the Avengers and they talk about them and all of that. And I think it's pretty obvious that we will get a Captain Marvel cameo at they some really point in this show. They really are banging that drum. Because we already know that yeah. Miss Marvel will be in the Captain America uh, sequel. Um, so... The Captain Marvel yeah. sequel, which I did not ask for. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where maybe they uh, maybe they make a big course correction and and they yeah. they um, improve it's, upon it in the sequel. It's been done before with Marvel it, it has. Marvel franchises. Look, I again, we talked about we just mentioned Thor. Um, Thor, the who's first on two his, Thors were yeah. not great, but fourth, the third one and now this upcoming fourth one that we're gonna like be, getting, gonna be magic. Exactly. Um, so, you know, I, I never count Marvel out. Agreed. Um, so I just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in on the show. I'm enjoying it. I love the show's quirkiness. I still love the animation aspects of it. I like the vibe. And it's definitely um, got an interesting I, vibe. I think the, um, the, the actors are really doing a great job too and i just enjoy watching them every week yeah i won't i won't i'll tell you know what let's put it this way so i think those plucky kids from stranger things Mm -hmm. like were you know because that was a young show and we were kind of older but it was there was nostalgia there there was it's the goonies it's this it's i'm a sci-fi guy it had a lot for me I like this cast. Um, I just don't know if they're if they're crossing over into the plucky every person we love what's going on like they did with the Stranger Things. Yeah, if it's, if it's I mean that's that for fair, you, but I think good for you. I think it's also like that's not completely their main focus, right? Like they don't because it's not an ensemble cast i mean it yeah, is in a way but it's really the, the focus is on yeah. on miss marvel who i think her she's she's at that level as she's far doing as, a great job yeah she's doing a good job um i also like i think they're doing a really good job of incorporating the culture as well 100%. without it being um too on the nose yeah or face yeah not that that's a, a bad thing but you know what yeah. i mean like um yeah. it's it's seamless it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem forced in any way 
So I no, like I how they're, that. they're approaching that as well. Yeah. Um, and it's really integrated in the story. It's really an important piece um, of, of, the, of the entire story, but it does not seem forced at all, which is, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Which yeah, agreed, agreed. It's, it's a good thing. I like, you know, and there's still that, that I talked about that element of Jersey city, Jersey represent, which mm-hmm. is nice. I concur, but I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll end with this. I'm less out than I was a week ago, like on the show, less out on the show. Uh, I'll give more of a chance. And hopefully, you know, it's it starts to give me what I needs. Yeah, I I hear you. And again, I think it's it's very a valid criticism to um, feel like the the audience might skew younger. Yeah. Um, which so, is not which a problem. Not, not like, always a bad. Yeah. No, not a bad thing. Like obviously, it's something you're not at the point where it's like, all right, I'm done with this. Right. Like you'll. It's it's enough where you can yeah. invest another episode or two. It's only six episodes. It's Correct. pertinent to the wider MCU. So even if it's not your favorite thing, it seems like you'll stick through it just just to be aware of so what's I can going have a on. Knowledge of the of the of rest. course, of course, yeah. Um. All right, let's talk about Obi Wan. Let's talk about Obi Wan here's he i've been waiting i've been waiting all day to talk uh-huh. to you about obi-wan okay i feel the following Let's i feel that uh it ended strong i think it ended strong i think there's some issues there's probably some plot gaps but that like let's get the highlights one you've got the duel between uh, Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. You've got a mask crack revealing a, a, a withered Anakin Skywalker. You've got uh, the return, spoiler alert for everybody listening, you've got the return of uh, Leia to her parents, and we get the appearance of Qui-Gon. So it gave us all that we were promised. Uh, maybe it was weak getting there, but once we got there, I was totally in on everything. Like, what is your, uh, you know, I, it had its faults. It gave me everything I wanted to see. So I'm happy with it. What is your feeling before we dive in? Um, like, that's my holistic view. What's your holistic view? I thought it sucked. Wow, dude. Yeah, you, you I think the show, I didn't think the show was good. I, I thought the. I mean, I was happy that they brought Qui Gon. I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, but everything else was just fell flat to me. Um, again, it went from the. I, I really felt like you know the first two episodes were a high point, and I thought they were. That was yeah. good television outside of just like oh, I'm excited we're back with Star Wars. Like I thought Understood. those were good. Um. Maybe like that rooftop chase in episode two should have given me a little bit of a warning that the quality was going to dip. Yeah. Um, but whatever. I was like, that was an easy overlook right. for me because the rest of the episode was really good. We got like 
the Breaking Bad episode of, of <laughs> Obi-Wan, which was a lot of fun. Yes. Um, and then it started dipping for me. And I still feel like it was very consistent in where the episode and the world felt empty. Okay. Um, I thought that a lot of the, the character arcs um, did not make sense, did not hold up. Um, right. were not, uh, fixed, I guess, in the last episode, you know, by the time we, we wrapped up, right. um, they just seemed kind of forced a little bit word, no pun intended. <laughs> um, you know, specifically you have obviously the, the, um, third sister where that was just kind of a mess. Yes. In in my mind, yeah, again, it was to no fault executed. of of the actor. Um, yeah, just not did used a very good well. job and did a, a a good job playing the the emotion yeah. that that she goes through throughout the episode, Agreed. but it's just the the I guess I'm being critical of the writing was not there for that character. Um, I I I agree. The Darth Vader Obi-Wan fight had its moments but when it turned into just like throwing rocks at each other yeah i was kind of like what are we doing i I felt like this and it didn't and it didn't look good was the problem too the cgi on it was not didn't look good yeah i felt like give me lightsaber duel that's all i needed Throw a little fights. You know what I mean? But give me like an actual like their sword fighting. I don't I don't need the whole here's we're just throwing crap at yes. each other. Here uh, there's all right, there's two things. One, I definitely felt like they were stealing uh, a bit of, of Game of Thrones attempting to reappropriate some magic. Because you're do you, you did all the Game of Thrones, right? You watch all that? Oh yeah. Yeah. So if you remember, there was that scene where the like the snow king or whatever i forget his name the king and the, the the white the white walker right he does that thing where he lifts his hands remember and mm-hmm. all of them rise up like all the dead body yeah and that was a baller scene in that episode i felt like whoever designed this absolutely had that scene in their mind because when obi-wan like lifts his hands and all these rocks fly up it's i mean it was something i don't know that it was the yeah, right it was thing. rocks like yeah, it's I not cool I you know I what i mean it. yeah <laughs> i hear you. they but i saw what they were trying to do the other aspect of that is i was disappointed but here's why i thought they did it in the prequels there was a lot of fast lightsaber action okay which was vastly different than um the original saga because george lucas was like no it's like excalibur it's heavy lightsabers you know they're heavy and then in the prequels it was very very fast uh in revenge of the sith in the third one he and obi-wan you know anakin and obi-wan fight like super fast like they have a wait ridiculous lightsaber battle yeah, yeah they do that it's a great one oh my god so part of me was like, I want that, like that really choreographed, you know, zip, 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 f- fierce lightsaber battle. And then in my mind, I was like, but we are moving towards a new hope. So everybody has to slow down a bit. 
you know, he's yeah. weakened. He's not, you know, Anakin's weakened. He's lost his limbs, blah, blah, blah. Obi-Wan has been cut off from the force so long. He's getting back in the groove plus mm-hmm. getting older. So it didn't bother me as much. How did you feel like, did you feel the lightsaber sequences themselves were good or were you looking for more? Um, I thought they were okay. Like I really enjoyed the, well, enjoyed is a, I guess not the right. I don't know. I thought that the the fight between Reva and Darth Vader was really cool. Obviously, yeah. very one sided, but yes. it was something different that we hadn't seen before in the way. And it I agree it was a great way to illustrate how absolutely powerful and just vicious and unapologetic Darth Vader was. 100%. Like that was the perfect illustration of like. We know Darth Vader is the villain. He's just become the villain. We're not trying to Boba Fett him. Yeah, like we're leaning in full. Like Which, that's what we wanted. Yes, right? that is what we wanted from this show with Darth Vader. We didn't want him, you know, questioning. Oh, did I make the right move? Like, no. Yeah, but like, we don't need any of that. So that was a great illustration of that. I thought like they tried to recreate that a bit here. Right in this fight, I just, I just don't think it it holds up. This this second fight between him and Obi Wan, I I, I I get like what they were trying to do. I understand was um, a lot of this story, um, basically the internal struggle that Obi Wan is going through is that he's reconnecting with the Force. Right, and that was this fight was meant to illustrate that he has done that. Um, Agreed, but I don't know. He's reconnected with the force. I uh, the ending absolutely shows that with the appearance of Qui Gon, which yeah, you know, I I feel like probably the best thing in the series was that we were all like, "Is this the moment? Is this it? Are those his legs? Is he walking into the scene?" You know, so when he shows up at the end, I had wanted more from Qui-Gon, but that was good enough if there's a season two. Like if now we're going to be on the adventure of Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and training and force and this and that, mm-hmm. I could kind of be okay with it. And, you know, or he's going to be like a do-gooder in the galaxy. Yeah, there, there's a couple points too. Is one, I don't know how convinced I am that, that um, Obi-Wan would have won that fight. Okay. As far as how the fight goes and everything, I, it felt to like we need Obi Wan to win, so we're just going to have him do this. Right. And all of a sudden, Darth Vader isn't capable of fighting back, and he he's going to get him in the helmet. Well, um, but if you remember, that happened in uh, that happened in uh, Return of the Jedi. Yes, but uh, like in this fight, uh, all of a sudden, Obi Wan starts dominating the fight yeah out of nowhere type that's that's kind of what i mean by that okay fair um enough, fair enough. the second is that we go through all of this where yes. vader is hell-bent on getting obi-wan and then uh-huh. we get the palpatine cameo and palpatine's like stop and vader's like okay yeah all right <laughs> and then yeah. that's the end of that that's how that concludes well yes so it's like no. why did like, you know what i mean like what what are we doing you were I, yeah. You were that gung ho to, like, to okay. get Obi Wan, and then all of a sudden Palpatine is noticing. 
number one and two you're you're that cool with just letting it go I don't think he's going to let it go. Like, I, I think he's doing that to appease Palpatine because Palpatine's incredibly powerful. Slash, uh, let's talk about Palpatine for a minute. That look, the way he looked, is exactly the way I wanted him to look in the prequels. Like, the Palpatine in mm-hmm. this visage looks like the saga Palpatine. Right. Whereas the prequels looked a little weird to me. He looked more like monster-ish. Yeah. It was like he was turning into that. They were trying to show that he was turning into that, but hadn't fully done it. Hadn't or fully done it. Yeah, like his skin hasn't totally sagged yet or whatever. But like, I feel like they should have just done this. Like this was perfect. Palpatine, that was, a, that was vintage Palpatine. Yeah, I agree. I thought it looked good. And, you know, I, I was obviously very happy that that Liam Neeson's came back. Oh, I love Liam Neeson's. Which we all knew. I know he we was saying knew. he wasn't going to do it, but we, we knew he was Absolutely gone. knew. Like, there was no way we got out of the show without him. No way. Um, so, I mean, look, I'm for season two. I, I think they can go in a couple of directions. I didn't hate it with the fiery passion with which you hated it. I didn't what? hate it with a fiery passion. I just think there's going to be a lot of people that. I, I, yeah, I was definitely disappointed, but I, I think there's going to be a lot of people who just love Star Wars so much yeah. that they're going to convince themselves that the quality of this show was better than it actually was. And I may be in that Star phase. Wars. Yeah, I may be in that. Phase. And it was something that you've wanted to see for so long. Yeah. So I like think I wanted it I, so I think. Bad we get into that territory with it where, you know, I love star Wars too, but I don't know, maybe I'm just a, a, a bad star Wars a fan star where Wars. I can s- separate. Yeah. You're removed fandom enough to enjoy with, with my critique. So yeah, it was, it was really just, just I to like, not good for me, dog. Um, Understood. And it sounds like we might get a season two. I believe we'll so. See. I mean, I could see where they could go, but. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, we'll allow, we'll allow it for now. I, so we go, we go off waiting as we always do for the Mandalorian to come back and make it all right again. Of course. And, uh, and that'll be that. Like, I'm just, I'm good. I'm waiting for it. I'm happy. Obi-Wan was a nice little Susan. Got me, uh, got me through, got me ready yeah, to yeah. witness some other stuff. I'll, let's, let's talk about this last part, and then we can go into rolling or trolling or whatever else we got. Uh, the mask break and the, okay. the back and forth of, like, uh, you know, the James Earl Jones mask voice. And the real Anakin of it all, um, I thought was good. And here's what I think out of the entire series, I think will be the most controversial is the line, you know, you didn't kill Anakin, I did. Okay. And so 
I'm willing to be okay with that line. Because I mean, that's very self-aware of, of Darth Vader. It's very self-aware. But and also, the, like, why do you right? have that moment of yes. forgiveness for Obi-Wan? For Obi-Wan. Exactly. Yeah. That's the that's the kind that of was the that's little the that was the little part where they they veered off from their yes, he's the pure hatred. evil path. He that's the to me that's the controversy. Yeah, I believe they did it to rectify the line, you know, from a certain point of view that he told Luke. It's like, well, you know, what I told you was true. Darth Vader did kill your father. From a certain point of view. Okay. Which was Obi-Wan's way of telling, you know, sidestepping, being like, yeah, I, I totally sliced your father up and left him on the side of a mountain. You know, right. that's one point of view. But so I like, that's what I thought about that whole thing. What were your, you know, so that's, are you good with it? Um, I, I think it was unnecessary. Okay. I don't, I don't think they needed to do that because I don't right. think that line that you talk about. Yeah, made a needed that that context. Like Obi Wan didn't need permission from from Vader to like yeah. be able to say that. I think it it would be fine if he came to a point where he felt like he did not kill Anakin, he killed himself type right. of thing, or Vader killed. Like, there's no reason why he couldn't get there himself without basically Anakin um, forgiving him. So I think it was just a case of. Just they were doing a little too much, a little too much in that in that uh, aspect. Understood. But, you know, it, 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 it is, is what, what it, it is. is, and oh, also, yes, also. What about him hanging out with Luke as well? What were your feelings on that too? Because that's another controversial one. Well, but it's not, not only was it we have the con- controversy yeah. with him and his whole journey interaction with leia but i would imagine that this is somewhat of one as well but remember luke does know ben kenobi he does know him but he seems like he knows who he is not knows him knows him I, i agreed there is that sense i think this if this is the one meeting they have then i'm good with it because everybody yeah. has that like oh yeah i remember that guy we used to call uncle bob came right, over right once right, and, right you know right. and haven't seen him in, a, in years yep so like I, I i'm good with it i'm good with it okay i think that's less of a problem than the leia stuff yeah yeah less of a problem than the leia issues what do we got on the rolling or trolling sir or all right let's talk news? rolling or trolling let's um do. kevin feige Ooh. Has said that the next Thanos level threat will begin to reveal itself in the coming months. In the coming months. So we are going to be getting some more answers to what the next big saga is for the MCU. Well, um, I'm rolling with that, but presumably it will display itself in Thor, correct? Because that's what's coming up in the coming months. Possibly. Yeah, it seems like it, it would have to be Thor, right? Right. Um, what uh, What are you thinking is the next big threat? I would think it would have to be Galactus. Okay. I think it has to be Galactus because I, I feel like whether people liked it or not, 
the um, the Eternals were kind of leading us there. Mm-hmm. The cosmics, the 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 Eternals, the you know the Celestials. Right. So I just I feel like that's I like we're on the road to to Galactus. I mean, what do you think? Um, I definitely think Galactus will be showing up at some point. Um, and he's definitely a large enough villain to be the next Thanos, right? Correct. 100%. Um, I think it's pretty clear that we are going to be getting a Secret Wars storyline. Yeah. Um, with all of the multiversal aspects um, taking place. Uh, this is secret wars i mean there's been a so do you think it's the beyonder that takes them all there so i think there's a possibility so there's been a couple of iterations of secret wars secret wars right right where you do have that where they go to battle world and and the the beyonder takes them there but then you also had the the newer secret wars that focus on the multiversal incursions and that's what um merged universes uh, when they had, you know, the the regular six one six comic universe, and then right. they had the um, ultimate uh, Marvel universe, where yeah. like Miles Morales joined in to uh, and became six one six canon. Um, so you have that big st- event too, and that's all about incursions and how they're destroying s- different universes. And in that, it's. Um, Essentially, the big bad there is uh, Doctor Doom, I believe. Right, but we we I refuse to allow Doctor Doom in until they've gotten a Fantastic Four going. So I, I think, think we're definitely because right. we're definitely getting Fantastic Four in the next yes. couple of years. So we right. have time. You know, it took them twenty movies to get right. to Endgame. Uh, if it takes another twenty movies to get to Secret Wars, that's plenty of time to establish Doctor Doom. Fantastic as the big Four, Doctor Doom. I love the idea of a of, of battle world battle world though. Yeah. I think that's really cool and could be a cool way to um, get heroes from all different type universes, from Fox universe, from from everywhere joining in on the fun, even if it's a cameo level like we got in Multiverse of Madness, right? Where it's Professor X right. from maybe the 90s cartoon maybe the fox x-men you know what i mean absolutely um so that's what i that's what i think i think you know kang they've kind of alluded to they've also kind of alluded to the fact that there won't be a a thanos level threat but more of multiple big threats well so like they kind of, and this was before they had that big, like a few months ago, they did a big summit. Yeah. With, like Kevin Feige and all the creators to yes. map out the plan, everything that they're doing and what the right. plan is. Um, so maybe that's changed. But yes. the when Kang first came, came around, everyone's like, okay, this is the next guy. People on the MCU side were kind of like, yeah, slow your roll a little bit. He's a big threat. Yeah. And he'll be a consistent threat throughout multiple franchises and, and stuff like that, but not necessarily Thanos level. What, look, and I am good 
I'm good with that. I think them having the summit is key. I feel like that is the problem with Warner Brothers or with uh, DC rather. They were not having that plan. Like they were not sitting together and mapping something out. They need a summit meeting of their own. So I'm in. I'm in for a little Kang, uh, some some leading to Secret Wars, get us going on some Doctor mm-hmm. Doom. But I, I do. I absolutely feel like even before uh, whether they knew it or not, whether they were planning it then or not. Um, you know, the ego, the living planet plays a huge factor in the Galactus of it all. Like at one point they fight. Uh, yeah. So like, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Like it's all there. It's all there. I'm rolling. Yeah. I'm rolling with it too. If, and if they're opening up, you know, to kind of different, dimensions as well like we're talking about with with miss marvel then we're talking about other fantastic four villains like you have um annihilus from the negative zone um and he was a a, he's a big character not only for fantastic four but also the um cosmic marvel because he was in um the that big storyline annihilation word um that had Guardians of the Galaxy in it, Nova Corps, um, Adam Warlock. Adam um, Warlock. All, the, all those guys who are, that's another aspect of the MCU that they're, they're trying to build up. So that could be another big bad. Um, I think there's a lot of, weirdly enough, there's a lot of Fantastic Four villains like Galactus, like Annihilus, yep. like Kang, who is that half Fantastic Four, half of Avengers, that are playing going to play a big factor in the MCU. So that makes me Agreed. excited for when we finally get the Fantastic Four iteration. Um, also, there's word that uh, Kevin Feige is partnering up with um, Sony in some way to produce their future Spider-Man movies um, and their Spider-Man universe movies, um, essentially hinting towards the fact that it's going to be a little bit more integrated and to make sure that those future films will fit in line with what's going on in the MCU. Right. Um, So that opens up the doors too, where if you're going to get Secret Wars, you can bring in Spider-Man universe people as well venomverse I'm people as it. well into those movies all um, for it this yeah, is a wise move his involvement is a wise move yeah essentially what they did was with morbius they inferred what might be going on with the right. mcu and tried to connect it without any consulting yeah. or any real consulting of kevin feige and that didn't go well um so he is going to be a producer i don't think on the next movie which is craven the hunter so that'll yes. probably be a mess but he'll be helping out with Beyond the that. rest of them this um, is a good sign. so we're definitely rolling with that as well oh, um yeah let's see what is next on the dark docket we have the original cover art for batman the dark knight returns yes has sold for 2.4 million <sighs> dollars the original dark knight returns cover cover art art. i'll allow it yeah i'll roll with that i think that makes sense i think that's for that piece look that was a touchstone in the comic book world uh it was absolutely revolutionary um 
Mark Miller, Mark Millar, Mark Miller. Uh, he, you, you know, genius. So I'm good. I'm good with all that. I think that makes sense. I would, uh, I would not pay it myself given that I have $48 to my, you know, but, uh, that is good for that person. Yes. Good for that person. Enjoy it. Um, yeah, I, 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 I guess if I had the money, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about that. Um, apparently, speaking of Miss Marvel, yeah. um, Matt Lintz, who plays Miss Marvel's friend, uh, he was uh, up for the running as the MCU's Spider-Man before Tom Holland won the role. Who was, wait, say, what was the actor? Matt Lintz. He Matt Lintz. is the uh, best friend of Miss Marvel in the television oh. show. He uh, was up for the role and apparently really? just got beat out by Tom Holland. Well, I, good. Um, because Tom Holland is better and more charismatic and plucky. And this kid is serviceable at best. Wow. Is how I feel. That's how I feel. Serviceable at best. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're happy. That's my that, truth, Chris. We're happy that we got Tom Holland. There's, yeah. there's no getting around No ifs, ands, or buts. Um, According to George R. R. Martin and yeah. Amelia Clark, oh hello, they both confirmed that the John so- Snow spinoff series was Kit Harrington's idea. He was the one who pitched it to HBO and got it greenlit. Well, guess what? Good for Kit Harrington. Who cares? Why they got to throw him under the bus like that? If I had a super a super uh, popular character and I made a load of money. And then the phone rang less when the show ended. I'd be like, hey, gang, remember that thing everybody loved that I did? Why don't we do more of it? Absolutely. I'd be posting flyers. I'd be showing up at the producer's house dressed as Jon Snow. Like, let's roll. Yeah, I'm good. For, I'm rolling. I'm rolling and I'm booing Amelia Clark and George R. I don't R. Martin know if they're, for they're throwing him being under the nasty bus. nasty about just, it. Is, well, you're putting it. You're assuming the context. I'm assuming that there was. I don't know why. Why would there be stank on that? I don't know why even mention it at all. Because we're just it just got announced. So why can't we just be like, oh, that's a defense. What if they're like, oh, he's joining. He's he actually signed up for that. And they were like, yeah, it was his idea. You know, all right. You you can't infer that context. If that's that's all right, I will. I will. You know what happens when you assume. I'm, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do now. I'm going to go back and I'm going to I'm going to look at it. Okay. I'm going to look at you, it. Do what you need. I'm going to do the homework. I'm do going to study. Makes you feel I'm going good. to study the context. Um, finally, we can end on this: that uh, Joe and and Chris Russo were were having an interview. They are the directors of Endgame and Infinity War and the Indeed. like. Um, they were asked who they would like to see as wolverine yeah and they said chris evans chris they said chris evans would make a good wolverine i don't know about that i don't know what are your thoughts on chris evans i think if he hadn't already been captain america yeah chris evans would be a great wolverine you think i think he'd do a great job yeah i think so I think he has the range to do it. 
I, all right, look, maybe he has the range because because Hugh Jackman is like the world's nicest guy. But I felt like, you know, in the early 2000s, he was still a little unknown and he had a bit of an edge to him, you know, that Aussie edge, I guess. And I don't know. Chris Evans seems too like too like your frat brother who I don't know. I disagree. I think like look at well one look at the fact that he played captain america who is very much not a frat brother right correct very stoic like very you know um serious self-serious type uh character um i think you could point to something like knives out where he's not playing frat bro but he is playing devious yes and and devious um so I think he does a good job there as well. So I think if you combine a bunch of the aspects of what he's already done, mm. you can find Wolverine I, in it. I say return him to the Human Torch, and that'd and be fun. Cast, to just yeah, do a little cameo the there. Agreed. Yeah, give me a little, uh, uh, a little uh, shot at that Human universe. Torch um, cameo from Chris Evans. That would be fun. Um, well, that is all that we have today, but we are going to be watching Elvis in theaters. Take care Um, of business. We will discuss that on the next episode. Give everyone a chance to catch up and see it themselves. Um, we appreciate you all for listening to another episode of It Was All Stream. If you are enjoying the podcast, please like, subscribe, rate, review, wherever it is that you're listening. We are on all the major podcast platforms, and we are on Neil's website, glueedtothescreen.com. That is glued, the number two, thescreen.com. Neil, what do you got to say to the people? Stream on, everybody.